Hello, friends, and welcome to Wednesday Night Dinner. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Wednesday Night Dinner. I'm your host, Sarah Hall. Howdy, y'all. I'm your host, co-host, Will Pellegrino. <laughs> and this episode is sponsored by Catholic Terps, who just now started saying howdy, y'all. <laughs> and we are here with Stephen McNearney. Hey, Stephen, how you doing? Howdy, y'all. <laughs> I'm doing great. It's good to be here, air quotes, here. Steven is down in Texas right now. We are talking via Zoom. And so, Stephen, I think you know at this point how things go. We always start with a high, low, and God moment. So as our guest, why don't you kick things off for us today? Uh, that would be an absolute pleasure. Um, so I'm just going to go in order. I know that you guys always start with the low, but I feel like we just lose like, the rhythm of saying high low gmo so i'm just gonna start from Fair. the beginning uh my high actually happened today and i drove into downtown houston to go to the cathedral for mass because cardinal donardo was saying mass and i've never seen him say mass so i thought it'd be kind of cool and it turns out today was also like the celebration of consecrated religious uh across like the oh. church and so all the consecrated men and women in the diocese were at the cathedral for this mass and so there were a ton of nuns at mass and it just made me like so happy and cardinal donardo sounds exactly like somebody who should be in the godfather and so getting <laughs> to listen to his incredible interesting voice preach mass today was just like such a gift it was so fun um Low is also kind of a high, but one specific part of it is a low. We're going to talk a little bit about my job later, but I had a really slow first two weeks at work, just kind of getting all the background information and reading and stuff that I needed to do. And then on Friday, my mentor and the people who were kind of teaching me decided, yeah, I think he has enough background information. We can get him started on his projects. And so I had three different projects all dropped on me at the same time. And nice. so I'm very excited to be working on them. But it was also a Friday afternoon. And I was like, oh, shoot, I have a lot to do starting on Monday. Okay. Um, and then my God moment, actually, I had the house to myself. I live with a couple of roommates down here in Houston. And I had my ho the house to myself for the first time in a while the other night because it's COVID, right? So we don't go places all the time. And I busted out my guitar and I was just going to jam for a little bit, but it turned into this like full on praise sesh. Um, Let's go. Yeah, the father just like loved me very well last night um, and kind of like took some things that had been in my heart in the last like week or two since getting here and just kind of like let me pray through them and like express them in a different way. Uh, we'll probably dive into that at some point right. in this conversation, but that was definitely my God moment. So, uh, bing, bang, boom, that's me. <laughs> Who's up? Um, What's your favorite praise and worship song, just out of curiosity? Uh, yeah, okay, so that totally changes, like, with the, the season and with, like, where my own prayer is. Highlands by Hillsong mm -hmm. is a go-to for me, as is New Wine by Hillsong. Uh, there's also a song I learned right at the end of last semester with Christine when she and I were doing praise and worship nights um, called Death Was Arrested. And it's a little bit more kind of like K-Love, like radio Christian music, which isn't really my vibe, but it was really fun to play. And it was just one of the first songs that like we learned to play together. Um, and I played it a lot at the end of last semester and kind of have carried it on with me as kind of like holding on to those moments and those prayers. So 
those are probably the three, and then it just kind of changes depending on what I'm trying to pray about or pray with. That's awesome. Dude, that's that's so beautiful. Dude. Steven, you have such a gift with your praise and worship, and just, like, it makes me so happy. Like, I'm very excited for you to be back already and for that to be a thing again. One of these days, y'all come to Georgia with me and we'll really get down. Oh, yes, um, yes. Yeah, it's such, like, a cool way to encounter... <laughs> the father and like the the passion of the church yeah i love that so much it's incredible sarah how about you high low gmo um okay um all right i unlike steven i'm still gonna start with a low um <laughs> but <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry i just i, I gotta do it um okay my low <laughs> It's when, okay, so today I was eating trail mix. And you know when you're eating trail mix and you get down to like the last couple of pieces in your hands and my low is like getting the last couple of pieces in your hands and all of them are raisins. Um, I personally, I don't, please don't come at me. Um, I have a great dislike for raisins. Um, no, I support that. Thank I support you. That. <laughs> But yeah, so like I was eating trail mix today and I got down and I wasn't paying attention. I'm just kind of like eating in handfuls and I looked and I had only had raisins in my hand. Um, and then um, my high for the week. I I called my mom this week on like, when was it? I feel like it was probably Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday, something like that. Um, and uh, it was just... A really great conversation and I I miss talking to my mom all the time and so that was really nice um she listens to every podcast episode so hi mom um let's go <laughs> <laughs> and then um my god moment um happened last night so this this past weekend was seek as some of y'all may know um just like the seek conference and on saturday night um the good old Father Mike Schmidt, um, he gave his talk. And it was on the prodigal son, which, like, I feel like we hear, you hear about the prodigal son all the time. Um, but, like, the way that his, like, words, like, his message, like, what it was about pretty much came across in, like, such a different way than I've ever heard it. He essentially, like, in other times that I've talked about, like the prodigal son with people, you always focus on like the son who left and came back kind of thing. But like, and he touched on him, but for this talk, he like focused on like the son who stayed and the son who like worked every single day. And it was essentially just like, like talking about how that son just like, all he was doing was just checking off the boxes. And he like, just like the other son, he wasn't like, loving him well kind of thing like he wasn't loving his father well like it was just so good and he wasn't in in doing so he like wasn't letting himself be loved by his father um and like I'm never going to be able to put it in good of words as good of words as he did um but like I just like we had that talk and then like I went to adoration afterwards and just was like like, wow. Like, God, I don't know. Like, you're definitely calling me out in this. 
Um, it's definitely one of those things where I'm like, oh, I've always seen myself in the sun who leaves. But like after after that, like, wow, I got to I got to do some thinking and some praying on that one. Um, but it was just so good. It was just like asking the question of like, do am I going to allow God or, or, or am I going to give God permission to like love me as I truly am? And just like, oh, I just. I'll snap to that. that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> get make sure to get it in the recording. <laughs> I'm snapping for this recording. <laughs> but yeah, so um how about you, Will? Alright, so I think I have to mix up and do we're gonna go God moment low than high. Oh. We're gonna try to change up the entire, <laughs> you know. So starting off with God moment is for me, I had a mo my roommate and I. We decided to take a joyride around College Park for no apparent reason. You know, what else do you do on Friday night besides explore the illustriousness of College Park? But anyway, in that in that God moment, and we got end up talking about like just certain topics of the faith and like discernment stuff, which I think we'll get into a little bit later, foreshadowing. But being able to just talk about like discernment and kind of what's going on within our faith lives, like. There's a certain aspect you get from a talk. There's a certain aspect of talking about discernment that you get from a prayer. And there's a certain aspect that you get from have or like sitting down on like a one-on-one conversation and just trying to kind of discuss like what's going on with your life. Where do you think you're going? Because it's just something to be able to get another perspective kind of of what's going on and being able to allow God to come into that situation and allowing it to be different than a, oh, what are you doing when you grow up type of talk, but actually focusing on how is God actively working in you to be able to like prepare yourself for, for me in the case of the world after graduating. Mm-hmm. So that was really, it was unexpected on a joyride through College Park, but a welcome <laughs> one nevertheless. And I think in terms of like, actually there is in terms of nothing, then going to low moment, uh actually just happened a few minutes ago like right before recording this podcast (laughs) Um, i'm in a professional writing class and for one of the assignments you have to peer review our fellow students papers and so i didn't realize how much peer review we were supposed to do and so most people are giving like one sentence two sentence explanations on like what to do so the kid that i have there's this section where i straight up write three paragraphs (laughs) about what he can do to improve one paragraph of his writing well. <laughs> and, I didn't, and I didn't realize it till after I submitted the review to the point that I can't change it anymore. No. And so as like the day's been going on, it can, I continue to feel more and more guilty about like, cause like it's constructive criticism, but yeah, I feel like that how good this guy's final draft is going to be so good thanks to your criticism dude i expect him to get an a plus on this writing aside but no i feel bad because it's just like everyone's doing like one sentence and all that and i don't know i feel like there's a difference between constructive criticism and crushing people's dreams but in order to make myself feel better i have to think that i'm helping him out in the long run you're just toning the line a little bit. Yeah, it's a, we're walking the fine line. But I'd say that's definitely that's definitely the low moment for the week. And going to the high moment, there's a couple of contenders. I'd say number one is I got vaccinated for COVID this week. 
So shot one and two. So yeah, you know, I got my little CDC card and all. It's the be- I don't know. It seems like the beginning of an end. Like I know we have a ways to go, but it seems like there's a light at the end of the tunnel now, which is pretty darn nice. Yes. And then in addition to that was just able another high moment was that addition to my roommate back talking about in the depths of the god moment is that we were just able to hang out over the course of the weekend. I wasn't able to make it to Seek, but we were still able to hang out and have a really good time, including the joyride at College Park and all that. <laughs> so that counts as the high, another high moment for the week as well. But in terms of foreshadowing, we're going to have this as a wonderful, seamless transition. Oh, yes. <laughs> so Stephen is working at NASA during this semester. That's why he's not able to come and join us here in College Park. Yes. And so that comes with its own types of vocational know, responsibilities. We're going to throw that word in there and you can change it, Stephen, as you want. But see, tell us about kind of your internship and what's going on there. Yeah, so uh, because I don't want the NASA legal department to come after <laughs> me, I am going to lead off by saying that everything that I say or talk about comes from my perspective as an individual <laughs> and as a member of Catholic Terps and not as a representative of the United States government or NASA. Now we've gotten that legal ease out of the way. Uh, yeah, Father Conrad, please don't cut that. Um, yeah, so I work, I'll give just a little backstory for maybe the three people who listen to this podcast that don't know me, um, but which includes Sarah's mom, I suppose. I work as part of this program called Pathways at Johnson Space Center in Houston, Texas. I'm from Texas originally, so I say back home in Texas. Uh, and it's a really cool program where I get to alternate semesters working and then semesters going to school. So like I was gone last spring semester. I worked a rotation here at Johnson. And so I actually dealt with the whole onset of COVID, you know, the actual like hardcore quarantine that we had at the beginning of this pandemic, uh, not at school and like not with everybody else, uh, but doing it here at work instead. And then I was back in Maryland for the fall semester doing classes and, you know, the school stuff. And then I'm here in Houston again for this spring working one more uh, tour at Johnson. And so it's a very interesting life kind of doing that bouncing back and forth, and we can talk about that later probably. But the work that I'm doing right now, I work for a branch called SF3, and it's Human Factors Engineering. And so we do, it's a big kind of catch-all that I would almost call like common sense engineering. (laughs) Uh, But specifically, it has to do with how do humans and people fit into mechanical systems. So we have a lot of engineers who, you know, build the spacecraft or Um, build the thrusters or build the electronics or who code the navigation software, stuff like that. In human factors engineering, we say, okay, we're actually going to have like astronauts on this spacecraft and we're going to have people, you know, with the joystick firing the thrusters and steering the craft. Like is the design and is it uh, built efficiently for those astronauts? And so, some of the stuff is like strength testing. And like, if you're an astronaut wearing a suit, like, can you pull this lever that needs to be pulled? Or can you reach uh, during uh, liftoff when there's all these G-forces? Like, can you actually lift to flip this switch when you needed to? Or 
some of the common sense stuff is like, is there enough storage space for all the uh, equipment and materials and clothes and food that need to go up? And like, is the emergency kit easy to access or is it buried underneath the food for the second month of the mission? And is there enough room if there is an emergency that you could escape out the hatch, like wearing your suit, stuff like that. So a lot of the work we do is actually, uh, we call them human in the loop tests and it involves like actually getting astronauts into mock-ups and into simulators. So it's super duper cool. Um, That wasn't actually the question you asked though, (laughs) Uh, but I just, I love my work. I love my job. So I just wanted to kind of highlight it real quick. Um, But yeah, vocational, what was the word you used? Responsibilities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel like, free to change um, as necessary. I just like because I feel like this is like such a unique opportunity to like the fact that like you are going back and forth. Like that's I'm sure that yeah. has like that's very difficult, but it's also like so unique because like you get to like have different opportunities to experience different things. I know you've talked about that in the past and um, yeah. everything like that. Yeah, it so is. And it's summed up really well. So something that I do um, when I've left for these tours is I sit down and I like write letters to like my close circle of friends before mm-hmm. I leave. Um, just like a, hey, thank you for what you've done for me this semester. Like, I know I'm not gonna be back here in a couple of weeks. Like, I don't know, I just feel good leaving people like handwritten, like acknowledgments of like their goodness as people. And I did that again this semester before I left. And one of my friends who I'd written to just sent me back um, a message after that and said, like, I was reading your letter and I was struck by how, like, this time is kind of hard and challenging uh, because it is tough for me to, like, bounce back and forth into these very different lifestyles in different parts of the country. Uh, But this message went on to say, I think it's so cool how this time, this opportunity like teaches us how to love you better and gives you an opportunity to learn how to love us better. Um, and I think that just really struck me and is one of the things that I've noticed, um, especially with COVID and this job, like there's such a, a premium on, you know, making time for people and making time for communication. And, you know, it's not ideal because I can't just say like, hey, let's go to Duncan <laughs> or let's just chill at the CSC and catch up. I have to be really, and I have like a work schedule and y'all have class Mm -hmm. schedules, but I have to be really intentional about saying like, hey, let's FaceTime on Tuesday night at this time, or hey, let's record a podcast episode (laughs) on Sunday afternoon at this time. (laughs) So it's really taught me how to um, prioritize like my community here Mm -hmm. in Houston. This is my primary community right now, but also um, making sure that I'm giving time and like giving my heart, um, to those people who love me so well uh, from halfway across the country. Mm. Is, that's one of the big lessons that I've learned. Um, but just from, I'm going to get to Will's question <laughs> eventually, I promise, but I just love talking about this stuff. It's great. Um, You're like so excited um, about it, which is like, like part of, it's part of answering the question, honestly. It's very easy for me to get excited about things, y'all. <laughs> um, but yeah, just from a vocation standpoint, like I've had so many cool experiences in the past year uh, the, the father has very much been playing like tug of war I think in my heart with my vocation because I spent like the summer working at camp again with Life Teen Woo-hoo. and I could go on and on about Life Teen <laughs> Camp but I need to like get to this question <laughs> uh, we can circle back to camp if you want um, and then 
I was in Maryland for the semester and spent a not maybe insignificant time kind of like talking with some friends who are priests and like exploring that like avenue for yeah. a little while and it was cool but at the same time like I got to live with the Fatzinger family shout out to shout out to the Fatzinger family I love them with all of my <laughs> heart I lived in their basement and like Ellie and JJ were two of my best friends this oh. semester and just getting to yeah like tiptoe up the stairs to like hand off some cooking utensils or whatever to Josh and Katie or like having dinner with their family I cooked for them a couple of times right after Katie gave birth and getting like hang out with their family was just such like a powerful example of family life at the same time that I was also talking about like what is priest life yeah uh, one of the best moments this semester for me it still to this day just like touches my heart and makes me all giddy and happy <laughs> Uh, Josh had Ellie and JJ at mass, daily mass one day, and Katie was like not feeling super well, or it was right before she gave birth, so like she didn't come to mass. And so Josh was corralling both of the kids, and we give everybody the sign of peace, and we're just kind of like waving and like throwing up deuces at each <laughs> other. And I wave at JJ from like across the chapel, and he waves at me. And then next thing I know is he starts walking over and he comes like running Aww. down my pew Aww. and he wants to like give me a hug oh, for I remember peace. This. And then, you know, we're all kneeling. <laughs> we're all kneeling for like the Lamb of God. And I look at Josh and he's just like, nah, you got it. So I pick JJ up as I'm kneeling and I stand him on the pew in front of me. I'm like pointing. I'm like, hey, look, like that's Jesus. Like, look at him. Like, that's so cool. <laughs> and then I like grab his hand when it's time to go up for communion. Yeah. And I just have his little hand and we're, and he's waddling up and we're going through the communion line together. And I take communion and he kind of stands off to the side and then I like guide him back oh. to our seat and it just like it ripped my heart in two but like in a good <laughs> way um, and then this is where it all comes full circle but just thinking back to that idea of like this time teaches me how to love better um, and how to love like my friends in a way where I'm halfway across the country a lot of um, my reflections and like things that I've read recently and um, just like yeah prayers on my heart have just been really like affirming that like desire for family and for um, not even necessarily in the big v vocational yeah. way but just in, like a desire to um, be two weeks ago my like journaling read before mass was like father like teach me what love is I want to know what love is the next week he turned around and said like love is sacrifice and so I've been diving oh, into that yes. um, and like there's such a desire in my heart like to sacrifice um, in love um, yeah and so uh, this builds up to this just big moment I've been waiting for for this whole episode <laughs> and I finally get to say it discernment is an active process. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> yeah. Discernment is an active process. And the crowd I... goes wild. <laughs> More specifically, Emily Connolly. <laughs> um, if, God willing, someday I get to die and have a saint card, I want that to be on my saint card. <laughs> along with, like, life team. <laughs> you've heard it here uh, folks discernment is an active right. process and life team <laughs> yeah um but it just like i think i myself and i think we as a culture have spent so much time like i need to pray about my vocation and like i need the father just to give me all these signs and then like if he tells me like i'm gonna get married then like i'm gonna get married um that's not how it works like the process for discerning marriage is going on dates 
the process for discerning priesthood is talking to priests and encountering religious or, um, you know, being a sister or consecrated religious life. Like it's such an active process. And so for me in this last semester, like living with a family was so much more beneficial to understanding like what my vocation might or might not be. Um, not that there's not a place for prayer <laughs> and for discernment, um, in that way. And in talking with, you know, spiritual, um, fathers or directors or leaders or whatever it may be, spiritual mentors, that's a good catch-all term. Um, but living with the Fatzingers and getting to like see the way that they sacrifice for each other and getting to like hold their kids and play with them and love them, um, but also waking up at eight o'clock on a Saturday morning <laughs> because, you know, JJ is throwing a tantrum or because they're dancing to Baby Shark, <laughs> you know, like all of that goes into it. All of these stories are true, by the way. Those are ways that I woke up this semester. Um, but yeah, those all like play into the process of discernment um, and to understanding like where I'm meant to be. And so, you know, I wouldn't trade any of those experiences for the world. And now like I'm not living with this family, right? I'm not currently a priest, but <laughs> in like my, not necessarily solitude, but in like this uh, different environment, like I can really sit back and reflect and understand like, oh, there's like this emptiness or this like desire yeah. for that in my heart now that I've experienced it of course. Um, and yeah like if that's not the father speaking then like I don't know what is <laughs> dude Stephen, this is awesome like okay I um y'all Stephen kind of talked about um we got a like a chance this semester or last semester fall retreat um Stephen gave a like a talk kind of on like a like intro to this kind of like process that he's talking about and I like vocation before thinking about it like this was like such like a scary word to me because like I thought of vocation and I thought of like going to like a catholic conference and they're like stand up if you think you want to be a priest or stand stand up if you think you could see yourself as a sister and then like everyone claps and then they hand you this like book which is like really good and so amazing but that like always like really scared me of just like oh my gosh like am I gonna just like like how do I know like how do these people know um when in reality like they didn't necessarily know at the time it was quite literally just them wanting to like yeah just like kind of try something out and like look into it I guess for lack of a better phrase um you know like I feel like I don't know it's just really cool, and it's um, given me, like, like thanks to Stephen. It's, like, him, you just having to say that, like, straight out. Like, discernment is an active process. Like, it's, like, kind of this joke around the CSC now that, like, you say it all the time, but it's because it's true. Um, yeah, so, like, my whole outlook on things is inspired. St. Ignatius is my confirmation saint. <laughs> I'm just, like, a big fan of him and the Jesuits as a whole. Uh, and there's this quote that I used in that talk, but like beyond just like that talk, like it just, it, it drives so much of my own thought and prayer. Um, and it goes, whatever you are doing, that which makes you feel the most alive, that is where God is. Uh, it's not just about like sitting in prayer, waiting for good things to start happening. It's about like finding the good things and then discovering what that means for your prayer. Uh, um, yeah, I think it's, mm. I'd go on for days, but just, yeah, um, be encouraged that like 
the Father is going to put you in places to discover him. Um, not just, like, make you keep chasing indefinitely. Dude. Dude, this is so good. That got really No, <laughs> you're totally fine. Like, this is something I need to internalize in my own life, and that's what I was trying to share, is that, like, that's what I'm trying to do, and then I just realized that came across you're really okay. Sorry. You're okay. You're okay. I don't have this figured out. <laughs> oh, no, I am... A-okay with this. I mean, that's one of the questions that I always have for myself going back to the God moment is that especially with graduating, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of like, I don't know, turmoil, fear of the unknown. I mean, you're going from college to somewhere else and trying to figure out, oh, shouldn't I, by the time I get out, have my life in order, essentially? (laughs) And the fact of even internalizing that vocation's an active process, the answer to that is simply no. As long as you keep going and trying to find out what your vocation is, that's the steps that you need to take. And so kind of hearing that, no matter where you are in your vocation stuff, I think is a really reassuring message, even if it does sound a little bit preachy. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, what do y'all want to know? What do y'all want to know about NASA, music, camp? I got lots of things to do talk you, about. Do you know what's in Area 51? Uh, no, I don't. I can only tell you about the aliens that we keep at Johnson. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. That, that's fair. I think that's a good story to end off on as well. Where are the aliens? <laughs> so there, to clarify, uh, again, because I don't want KSC legal coming after me, we don't have aliens. But what we do have is this big underground tunnel system um, that's been on campus for a long time. I'm not quite sure why. I'm not sure if anybody's quite sure why. I think it was to help um, keep sensitive equipment out of, like, the elements if they needed to move equipment from, like, one building to another for testing or integration or building, whatever it is, to keep it out of, you know, potentially having to carry it through a windstorm or a rainstorm. Um, Houston is uh, hurricane central. And so I think that's why we have the tunnels. But nobody (laughs) really knows because they're not used for anything They're used for the aliens. And so there's... Well, so that's the wrong <laughs> joke, is that we keep the aliens in the tunnel. Um, and so it's just a, a joke we make at every new intern orientation, is that like that's where they keep and experiment on the aliens. But there are definitely no aliens. If aliens did exist, JSC is not where they would be. <laughs> I, I think that sounds like a cover-up to me, Stephen. You know, I don't know. I... Uh, that is as much as I'm allowed to talk about. <laughs> All right. Uh, you heard it here first, guys. <laughs> Uh, if I see a big clickbaity title on this podcast, <laughs> I know it's about aliens. Uh, you know, I think with that, Stephen, we could have you on here for like four separate episodes. There's going to have to be a part two at some point. I I feel like I've been on like four separate episodes <laughs> because I keep coming up in random people's stories. Uh, I think on like Christine's episode, I came up three or four completely unrelated times <laughs> and i was listening to this podcast episode i'm like huh <laughs> it was super flattering and like super funny but i just kept being like i forgot about that that did happen <laughs> that's awesome but that being said i do think that we're gonna have to end it here today but yeah okay yeah it's been uh good to be here good to catch up with yes. you guys and uh share my little bit of texas (laughs) hopefully at some point i'll be back in maryland and can kind of recap the texas experience of course of course i think um but yeah thank you thank you everyone so much for listening again another week 
Um, we will see you all next time. Um, Stephen, could you end with a nice yee-haw? Oh. Yee-haw. <laughs> Perfect. We got it. See you guys. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> Bye, y'all.